0: Welcome back to Don't Caught a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. Today we have finished Gideon the Ninth. Uh, we read the second half of it, a reminder that we're doing this in two episodes, not three. Um, but before we get into the book, we've got, we've got to get warmed up, of course.
1: Right, we're going to get Dan warmed up myself. with a little Dr. Dan fact here that is something that you probably didn't know. And blew my mind Ooh. when I heard it. Okay. So when we were reading these books, I got a little inspired. Because I was like, hmm. You know how they put, they like transplant kidneys into people. Could I get a third kidney? I was like, how would th- what would happen if I just went and got Ooh. a third kidney? And I was, I was just like, hey, feeling a little low on kidneys. I'd love to have that odd number. And not one, but right. three. Right. Um, and I was like, what would happen if, that, if you did your, that? Your, your classic kidney craving. C- correct. So I went and I did a little Google. And Luke, if I went in for a kidney transplant, like if my, if my medical, real medical doctor said, you need a new kidney. Your kidneys, they're not cutting it. You need a new one. They don't take your old ones out.
0: Oh, they just add
1: one. They just give you another one.
0: That's fascinating. Hey, can I actually back us up for a second? Yeah, okay. Can you tell me your Google search terms? When I was looking for kidney, <laughs> and did you go private window?
1: Uh, I don't think I did go private window. Give me a second. I need to find out what those those search terms were. Hang on. Let's see. Last. I'm just cu- I'm just curious. Last seven days. Just... okay (laughs) uh this was the original search can you get a third kidney transplant
0: okay you're you're a you're a question asker Mm -hmm. for your google search Mm -hmm. okay i like that
1: and then i went to youtube and asked is it possible to have more than two kidneys
0: answer sentence answer is yes answer is definitely yes that's Because I, I always just imagine that they took out one and then just like hooked it, hooked it back up, right? It's like a plug and play situation.
1: Right, you would think we've got limited space we're working with in there. They can only shove so much stuff into this spot in your body. Uh, apparently not. Apparently you have several <laughs> kidney-sized holes in there.
0: <laughs> it's loosey-goosey in there.
1: Um, it, it's just sloshing around. Like I feel like they should be packed a little fuller. At that, like, put some stuff
0: in there, please. Well, does it change other things though? Is it like, oh, uh, now you get fuller faster? Oh, like, or like your bladder
1: is smaller? You have to pee more often. You're saying maybe Joey Chestnut had a kidney removed in order to really expand out that stomach cavity, <laughs> right? Now, oh, that is. Has anybody checked? You into gotta that? think
0: about the secondary effects.
1: This is a good point, Luke. I do want to. Keep in mind here what the maximal number of kidneys that somebody could have is, because if you if the first one doesn't take, they might give you another one. And then if that doesn't take, they might give you a third one. So the video that I watched about this, there are people walking around who have five kidneys inside of their real human body.
0: That's fascinating. That's a lot.
1: It does seem like they're they're like trying to catch them all or something because at a certain point, you've got
0: to ask like, uh, what's it's, going on with those it's other even, kidneys? It's even more surprising to me that they don't like if they put one in and it doesn't work that they don't take that one out. Mm, apparently, we're actually. Just... Hang on, okay, because I have another one. Um, are we operating in parallel or in series here? Um. Oh. Ooh. Like, is it? Is it? Are we? Are we connecting the new kidney? to the end of the previous kidney? Mm. Or, or, or are we creating multiple lines from, I don't know what comes before the kidney. It's got to be parallel,
1: right? There's no way they're giving the new kidney the old kidney's junk that's coming out of it,
0: right? Like the, the previous kidney effluent goes into new kidney. I don't think they would do that. That
1: feels unfair. Okay, we're, we're thinking parallel. I don't think it's a human centipede situation, you know? Okay, okay. I think that's true. Plus, it's more efficient if they're working in parallel, anyway. Like,
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's uh, okay. Um, this is this is. I did not know this. Doesn't this blow your mind? This was so eye opening for me. And bigger kidneys. They're like fist size.
1: That's big. So, Luke, it led me to think. I've got space. Can we put stuff in there? Like, what? How have we not decided as a society? I think, you know, I think I have gone on a tangent before about making a little pocket in there. Um, you, oh, okay. We're doing. <laughs> or a venom <laughs> sack. A venom
0: stinger? <laughs> venom sack?
1: Yeah, I think we have done this a little bit. I think it just means it's more feasible now than ever before. It's like you have room in I... there
0: for a venom sack. I agree, and this is, this is kind of along the lines of if we're, going, we're going back to Cradle here, mm-hmm. where they can bring one, you know, they have a soul space where they can bring one <laughs> item in. It feels similar to, if, like, conceptually. Right. Bringing a precious object. Based on our research,
1: you have currently in your human body the size of three kidneys worth of soul space. At least at least. That's pretty big, y'all. That's a lot of that's a lot of space. Yeah. You can fit a lot of Pokémon cards in there.
0: <laughs> Make sure to keep them keep them together. Wrap a, uh, wrap a uh rubber band around them though. Got to. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay, that's big. That's that's uh going to change a lot of my day-to-day interactions. Um That's exciting. It's also it's also I think somewhat relevant to our book. Um, that we've read today,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which, like I said, uh, we finished getting the Ninth. Um, I don't have a note about this, but but the, the part that I want to note that's very similar is when someone uh, sews a little key into someone. hmm Smaller than a kidney. <laughs> Way smaller. Yeah. You can fit so Way many smaller. keys that's in there. That's easy. Very feasible to do. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I wasn't going to fact check or anything, but...
1: i'm I'm glad our warm-up could could really have a an impact on our reading
0: of the book right yeah it usually doesn't um okay let's get to the book though so i want to say something that i'm actually disappointed Mm. about okay which is um there's a moment where things start getting wild
1: Mm-hmm. Between
0: our between everyone. Mm-hmm. In which um after the second house duels the sixth house. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. The third challenges the sixth house in a real asshole move. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. And then in what felt like the greatest hype up movement I've read in a while. Mm-hmm. Gideon and Harrow get ready to take the place of the sixth, and just crush it. Yeah. I was assuming. Yeah. One of the bigger disappointments that I've, that I've gone through in a while is when it doesn't actually happen. Oh, you wanted Gideon to actually I wanted fight. Just, I wanted just a complete domination from Gideon in this moment. Were you not disappointed mm. here? Okay, I was definitely hype when
1: Gideon stepped up. I was with Gideon here where we were just so excited to step up and do this. I, I don't think I was as disappointed when it, when it didn't happen because it felt like, where does it end? You know? Mm. It felt like if it happened there, it's like, okay, we're all just chow. Chatt- it's all just going to be a big fight then. And then whoever <laughs> doesn't die at the end gets all the keys. Uh, right. So I didn't really know where it would go if, if, if they actually did fight. Um, I'm still trying to figure out why Gideon is so into the whole system. Like, I don't understand Gideon. Her only motivation for a long time was like, I want to go get off of this rock and just like live somewhere else. And now she seems to be intent on like preserving the like house system in a way. I couldn't, I couldn't tell um, what was going on with that
0: you're are you you talking about like at the ending when she's fighting back against the the big bad
1: maybe not that but and maybe here it was more that she was trying to help out her buddies in the sixth house yeah this to me felt like just a a like
0: not a action that's thought out in the like broad scale of things more of just like you're being an asshole okay right now yeah for sure okay that's that's how it felt to me at least Yeah, that that
1: tracks for sure. Um, Yeah, I mean, we did love to see Gideon absolutely demolish literally everybody that she fought early on. I mean, aside from... It would have been cool to get a rematch. It would have been very cool to get a rematch, and I'm disappointed we didn't get one. Yes.
0: Um, The other question I have about this is, so why did they not fight uh, it seemed like they were just like, eh. Never mind.
1: <laughs> they didn't fight because they were pretty sure Gideon would win. Like they, I think they all understand yeah, Gideon but, is the best fighter, and the fourth came to their defense also.
0: Okay, sure, I guess. You're saying like, how are they allowed to retract? You can't just yeah. challenge someone and then be like, no, I changed my mind. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I realize that at, at, at this point, it's like really just like norms and pride that are keeping you from doing that. And like considering the circumstances that everyone's in, that doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's funny. Yeah, I agree. Because with if that's you the case, you can also if they challenge someone, you can also just be like, no. <laughs> right.
1: Right. Um, yeah, it is funny. I kind of love this scene. And I love that the third did challenge the sixth because I like totally agreed with them. Like I couldn't agree with them more after they explained like, yeah, second, you literally just did that. And you're like trying to act like you have the high ground here. All you did was just be like, I want it. So I'm challenging you for it. So yeah, I'm going to do that. And I love the interaction between them where the second was just like, what? No, wait a minute. No,
0: no yeah yeah i will say the the like logic of the third here is very pretty spot on
1: Mm. Mm
0: -hmm. and i
1: appreciated it
0: that's fair they're very honest Mm. yeah i guess in this circumstance maybe not the rest of it
1: no no um okay while we're on this speaking of honesty the the person who is standing in for dulcinea Mm -hmm. They're all pissed at her. And she keeps saying she never lied to them. Like, I never lied to you. I never lied to you once. You guys just didn't pay attention to the details. So that's kind of on you. I don't think everyone's pissed that you didn't lie to them. Like, I think you're kind of missing the point. Like, (laughs) it's like if you had lit somebody's house on fire and then we're like, yeah, but I didn't like. Slash your tires or anything. So (laughs) I did. Yeah, I did run around the street with a with a gas can earlier today while you were at work. So you should have seen that. And I don't know why you're so mad.
0: Right. The like the not lying thing, especially because there was not really a way to like think that this was going to happen. So it's not, like, impressive. <laughs> right? No, not at all. If it was, like, some crazy heist that you had pulled off, though, some, like, really tricky thing that would be very difficult to pull off, then maybe I'd be impressed that you didn't lie. But, like, some completely out-of-the-blue thing that no one could possibly have suspected. It's like, I don't care that you didn't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Like that doesn't give you any points in
1: terms of like, whether or not you're good. Like, who cares if you lied or not? Like, if you had lied, it wouldn't change anything. We'd still be right in the same situation.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, to, since we're on this. Mm-hmm. So okay, the larger book, I forget if we talked about this previously or not. There, there's a little bit of a like Agatha Christie vibe. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and my question is, were there... Like, if I were to reread this, mm. do you think there would be hints that you could have followed this is to a, guess this? Yeah, this is a
1: really good question. I think the only hints that were really there were the fact that everyone kept discounting Dulcinea because she was sick. right? And because I think the characters do this kind of detective work. I think the other characters kind of like ask the question of like, okay, you were here, you were here. So who could have done this? And they like rule out Dulcinea every time because she's sick. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that would be the big turn. Otherwise, yeah, I don't know if you would, if you would get the hints because the only times we ever saw Dulcinea were in her room being sick. Right. So yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know. We might like it might be worth a reread to see what Haro was up to because Haro was kind of mm-hmm. uh, aloof for a while, and then we learned like what she was up to.
0: Right. I, I right. don't know
1: if we'd be able to put the Dulcinea stuff together.
0: To our, to any listeners that have that reread it this time, were you able to? Could you? Could you tell that you could put it together? Mm. Yeah, I'd love That's to hear that question. I'd love to hear that because I do. I do think you would have to actually reread it to be able to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, on my like, when I was just thinking about it, I was like, "No way, I could have guessed this." Yeah, but, I, don't, I don't think so either. But who knows? Yeah, yeah. I
1: mm, I have a question about this larger universe, Luke. Okay. So these folks are all necromancers, which uh, honestly, I still don't know what that necessarily means for a lot of them like i get one of them can move souls around i get there's a bone connection
0: we already talked about the bone connection right um it feels like it's more like magic with uh like creepy vibes yeah like goth magic goth magic yeah because like the things that harrow can do with bones it's like not what i would like necessarily lump into necromancy Mm -hmm. Other than the fact that they're bones, (laughs) you know, she's able to like completely change the shape of them. Right. Basically, any bone material is just like putty. Yes. Yes. And I, I, okay, we should also say that
1: like their energy for the magic seems to come from dead people. Like Mm. the energy seems to come from people dying to power the magic. Yeah. So I get that there's necromancy there. I guess it, like, part of me was wondering, like, what does it even mean to be dead if there are necromancers around? Like, when, when Magnus and, I think, Abigail died, and they had, like, a seance where they were just trying to, like, bring them back to life, I think. Or, like, they were trying to do something with them. It was like, wait, can you just do that? Is that a thing you can do? Yeah. In normal, sort like, what does that mean to be dead? in this universe. And and like the first the first house seems to have resurrection powers.
0: Right. I don't know how far they extend, but I also don't know. Um and the the like more powerful people are basically immortal because they've like absorbed the energy from their cavalier dying? I think Um, right seems like a perpetual motion machine it feels like it's it's a lot of magic with death vibes that is fueled by death or like life force Mm -hmm. maybe Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know but they're definitely leaning into the aesthetic at least ninth is i think they all are yeah 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 and i'm for it um it's very occur we do we that's right we do get like barely more details about the larger universe universe where it seems like the empire is like kind of in danger and they're kind of always fighting and i think that they're saying that the army is like huge it seems which honestly i was not expecting
1: when you say the Army, you mean the like Empire's Army,
0: yes, yes,
1: yes, that's what I got too um Luke i we have to dig into this a little bit, okay, who are they fighting? yeah, who are they fighting aliens are they fighting other people? are they fighting sentient robots are they fighting a big skeleton army who
0: who are they fighting um there's like as far as I know, there's no hints that we've gotten so far. I,
1: okay, it seems like swords are effective mm-hmm. at whatever they're fighting. Right. Because they're into sword. They're really into sword. Um, my only avenue to approach this was like, who are the natural enemies of bones? And I was like, Ooh. vulture army, army of... dogs from cartoons
0: (laughs) okay um you you, you're leaning away from like a group of humans that is like just a different empire
1: right i'm leaning away from country country western music fans being the natural Mm -hmm. antithesis to goth magicians and i'm leaning more into vultures because vultures That's seem fair. the natural enemy of bones.
0: Okay, okay. Um, I I think I agree with you here, because when you first brought up the idea of the enemies being like different social cliques, mm-hmm. it sounded good to me. Right. But I do think that we're getting the individual social cliques within the different houses as well. And mm-hmm. so they're not all like the vibe of necromancers no so it can't be it can't be just it can't be that okay okay yeah um vultures is a good guess for sure
1: <laughs> here's my sure. issue here's my issue with vultures luke historically not
0: that affected by swords this is a good point um so like this is where you're going. this is why you're going dogs
1: Maybe dogs are like hyenas the from the Lion King because oh, they, love they just love those bones.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, well, okay. Let me, let me do a follow up question. Hmm. Do you think that this is set in the future of our world or is this a completely different universe? Cause I'm leaning towards different universe. Oh, I was leaning towards the future of our world. that's that that was my default but i've seen no usually i feel like there's some little like callback to make it fun you know yeah
1: there's no statue of liberty or anything on that uh, on that planet right were any of the planets that they lived on like real moons of planets in our solar system i feel like one of them could have been a saturn moon
0: maybe not i don't remember hearing names
1: yeah, we learn where some of their um, bases are located. Like, I think we learn where the Sixth... Yeah, we do learn where the Sixth... The name of the, like, celestial body that the Sixth is housed on. And I don't remember okay. if it's a Saturn moon or not. Um. Here's why, I mean... I'm leaning towards future of our world just because there seems to be a lot of a lot of connections of like Mm -hmm. maybe it's because of how it's written, where the dialogue is very like modern, right? Like English that it feels like, like they didn't make up a bunch of new words. You know what I mean? Tamson didn't make up a bunch of new words for this. So it feels very close to us.
0: Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. That said, there's no computers or guns or anything they changed the name of the sun from sun <laughs> to something with a d i think <laughs> correct yeah
1: um maybe they're fighting w- us what if that's w- the, what if that's the case what if this is the future could be. and they're at war with people like you and me who do podcasts and don't do bone magic maybe
0: this is maybe this is our 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 contribution to the war
1: this podcast
0: Yeah. You're welcome. (laughs) No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who we're fighting. I do. I do want to. um, I think it's probably something, some kind of like, you know, uh, Pokemon opposite situation. Like you're saying, where like, you know, fire type beats grass type. We got to figure out what beats bone, And that's who we're fighting because they're currently winning, it seems
1: yes yes so they definitely have to have some distinct advantage here yeah for sure for sure uh why do you think that this is not the future of our world what's kind of thrown you off that trail
0: really it's just i for, for one thing the sun is a different mm-hmm. name i mean i realized that does our sun have a name other than the sun this might be a dumb question it's just the sun okay um but but Mostly just, like, the fact that there's no references. Mm, yeah. Yeah.
1: I think it's also wild where their technology has gone because mm. they have spaceships that are autonomously piloted that can travel in immense distances very quickly. They also have, like, telecommunications
0: mm-hmm.
1: that seem really, like, capable, and yet... The people who came to this planet brought with them swords and bones. Right. And that's like it. They didn't bring like a Game Boy or like a <laughs> or like a like a cell phone or like a gun or like a laser gun or any kind of
0: gun. It was just swords and bones. Right. Yeah. Um this is tough to figure out, especially considering they have this spaceship. Because the spaceship <laughs> makes the trip from ninth to the f- first planet. I, it was like less than an hour, I feel like. Yeah, I think it was extremely quickly, yeah. Um, mm, I don't have a good answer for So
1: this. here's the only thing that I've come to with it is that the first has consolidated knowledge of the technology. This is like a foundation situation where the first house is the only ones that know how any of this shit works and they tightly control that information. Because the fucking ninth are using bone people to harvest their fields when it's like, just get some little robot guys to do it. Why are we using bones for everything? And so maybe the first house has a monopoly on the knowledge for the technology.
0: Okay, it could be. Um, here's another theory. uh-huh, so we saw when they were in the spaceship that Harrow could not do her magic stuff, right oh. now it is said I think that that's because they're not like on on a planet or 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 like not touching the dirt or something something along those lines. hmm, however, maybe there's some kind of necromancy interaction with a lot of this type of technology and they've chosen the necromancy and that's oh here we go this is the war this is the war two factions one sided one necromancy the other side one in technology when you're saying one side's got 5g and the other side was like this prevents our magic from working
1: keep your 5g away from me
0: (laughs) well first of all 5g causes cancer
1: um (laughs) I think we are get our podcast turned off if we actually say that. It doesn't.
0: Like, it doesn't do that. Um, yeah, I think that's. I think that's the deal. I I like that theory.
1: Actually, I like that theory, yeah. and that's why there were. That's why we're using swords. That's why we're really limiting what kind of technology we can have on this first planet. Mm-hmm. Because it's also, harmful to necromancy.
0: Okay. I well. If you just think logistically, actually, yeah. If you're um, a necromancer, mm-hmm. which there are like, it seems relatively few. Yes. I I don't know what the percentage is because I I think our perspective is thrown off by the like population of ninth, mm-hmm. but it seems like you know I don't know one let's say one percent, are necromancers. You you want that to if if you're a necromancer you want that to turn into power in some way Mm. and i feel like guns other forms of technology bring people up to your level or even beyond it where necromancy all of a sudden it's like all right that's just weird dude haro's haro's on the ninth
1: and she's like look at all the stuff i can make with bones and gideon comes up and is like yeah i could just 3d print something like that that's not that cool, right. dude. I'll, I'll just three D print a, a mini for my D anD D campaign. I don't need you to sculpt a bone and like bleed <laughs> bleed like sweat blood to do it. No, give me like five minutes on this three D printer. Har was like, "Damn it, we killed two hundred babies to make this happen. We got to make it worth it."
0: <laughs> right. So so my take is that either either the previous thing. Or it's just, this is the only way that the necromancers can hold on to power. Okay. Since we're talking about Haro creating stuff out of bones, Mm -hmm.
1: even before we got to the fight at the end, the big, crazy, chaotic fight, I had this note written like kind of early on in the reading. I feel like of all the things that a necromancer could be manipulating or reanimating bones are kind of the least bad right um because like like i'm going down the list right hair yeah. skin fingernails b- blood organs i feel I like I do think that they're the the least gross correct yeah like i would much rather hang out with the bone lord because we're not fighting that's i mean we already know that rule but I'd much rather hang out with the Bone Lord than, like, the Earwax Queen or right any the Eye Jelly Monster.
0: Yeah. I mean, everything else is squishy. Yeah, I don't want squishy. You want rigid. Um, so, yes, I agree with you. Because cause I feel like the next most likely thing for, like, necromancers is blood. Yes. And that's like, ah, this, I don't want to be a part of that no. even more so than the Bens.
1: No. And we, do, like, at the end, I think it's Ianth? I- the one that becomes a uh, her briefly. Mm-hmm. They're, like, fighting, and she makes, like, a orb. Yeah. She makes, like, a gooey orb at one point. Oh, that sounded so bad. It sounded awful. And if Hara was doing that this whole time, <laughs> I would have hated how this book ended. <laughs>
0: right yeah yeah okay yeah because here's the thing everything about this like er everything that necromancy would be about is bad because of like the implication of what it is Mm -hmm. right yeah just on a conceptual level yes but everything except except the bones part of it is also bad because it like is a mess it's so (laughs) gross and a mess everywhere yeah Whereas the bones thing, I think it's just like, oh, those are bones. I don't like bones. But it's not like, it's, it's not like uh, I don't know. It doesn't go beyond that.
1: Right. Like, I don't have a big old mess to clean up. I don't have to get the mop out after the bone lady comes through. I can, broom is fine. Broom will solve the problem with bone lady. Right. I don't want to
0: bring the mop right. out. I think it's a good choice to go bones for sure. Um, do, do we want to talk about the Harrow and Gideon relationship and the, and the like secrets that, that come out? Yeah, I think we need to. Uh, where, how are we feeling about this? Because last week we decided that there was very little, if I think nothing basically that Harrow could like the reasoning behind Harrow's cruelty towards Gideon yeah could be forgiven mhm is that is that still the case
1: i will say i kind of i kind of came around to it okay at the end here not fully and i think i would have saved this for my review because this was one of the parts of the book that i didn't like super love but okay. but i feel like when we get the fuller picture of why Harrow acted, why she did, there's a lot of self-loathing. Clearly she feels really bad about it. I think that goes, that that has some, some distance, that can go some distance for me. Sure. The like sure. repentance, okay. the where she's like, oh, I really was very rude to you, Gideon. <laughs> apologies, <laughs> apologies.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, may, may, and maybe we won't talk too much about that if if we're going to if we're going to cover it in your review um but it's a little bit weird it's it's hard to say because there's like a tr- truly incredible amount of like trauma and guilt there mhm um but there's also the part where she's like hey i was like a complete asshole to you for like not really any reason yeah and it's like, "Well, you acknowledge it though? I don't know. I don't know where I am on it. Um, but the 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 other question that I want to ask you mm-hmm. it's a little bit less uh, uh let's see less dramatic, mm. I'll say. Mm-hmm. So the location that they are in during this scene is that they have jumped into this pool that's full of seawater and Harrow says that her mom's rule is that they only discuss the family secrets when they're submerged in, in salt water. Yes. Which, okay, sure. Love that. Every family's got their little, their little traditions. It's fine. Um, I... Okay. They're from ninth. Yes. So this choice of discussing family secrets in, sea, in salt water is not like... Because they have this deep connection to the sea or anything. Correct. It's like, no, there's something about saltwater that makes this interaction better. Or significant, yeah. Or significant. Here's my question to you. If you're choosing a liquid to make the rule that you have to discuss secrets in, what are you going with?
1: Hmm. Okay, well, we should point out the reason they use salt water first before we talk about our reasons is because clearly the House of the Ninth is a big pasta family, and right. it's so that they can always remember you got to salt your pasta water before you cook in it. That's how you season the pasta. Right. That's where this rule comes that was, from.
0: That was the original family secret. Right. But it got out.
1: Right. It was explicitly, you know, talked about in the book a little bit when uh, Haro goes into the locked tomb. She's like, "Oh yeah." gotta salt the pasta water thanks mom right um but what liquid am i using here's do, sh- i
0: can walk us through this because i've put a little bit of thought into okay. it. okay take us through it so i think there, there's two routes that you can take for this decision which is number one is like symbolic mm. is the liquid symbolic as part of like a ceremony in some way and then diverging from that is if it's practical. Yes. Yes. I think if we're going practical, there's an obvious answer. <laughs> there that we can talk about. Whereas, whereas symbolic, I think there's I'm, a lot of different options.
1: There's a third route, Luke, but I'll get there after we go through year two. Because I have a okay. third route that was the way
0: I was thinking. Ooh, okay. But okay, um, let's talk about practical. Yeah. Practical, um, I think, obviously, soda. Something soda. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. And here's the How reason. is that the practical choice? <laughs> because, right, you're discussing secrets, <laughs> and you don't care about the ceremonial part of it. There's a little bit of fizz, right, that's making some noise. No one's overhearing you when you're in the soda water.
1: Oh, I see. Oh, okay. You're talking about it being carbonated, not being a tasty beverage, where if you're getting a little parched as you're talking about your secrets, you could just have a little slurp.
0: No, no. (laughs) no. (laughs) Because then it would just literally be water. Um, No, it's because of the noise that soda makes. I do really love this.
1: I also, I love a jacuzzi. I mean, this Mm. is not a hot take Mm -hmm. at all, but the bubbles when you put on the jets in a jacuzzi something about having bubbles just like coming up and bumping india is so fun and i would love to be in a a big
0: tub full of soda water i think it could be so fun right i agree you get a little tickle
1: Hmm.
0: lovely and yeah there's no one's no, no one's overhearing you in a big tub of soda i like that as our practical option i do and, and I, I want to say the rules here are, um, right, we're the head of a big house, cost is no issue. Okay, because I was going to say, how do you, that's a lot of soda water we're sourcing from somewhere. Right. I think, like, money-wise, cost is no issue. I think there's some limits to, like, resources. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to put. I don't want to make money though. Though, like, like I'm taking blood as the liquid out because, like, that's a lot of buddies you it's gotta kill. So many.
1: And I mean, for the symbolic one, which we haven't gotten to yet, blood kind of makes sense, but
0: exactly. Not but even I think that you have much. to take it out because just a political liability. Right.
1: Right. The other th- reason why I really like soda as a choice is when you get out, it's not sticking to you. Like when you get out of a saltwater bath, you got salt crusting
0: on you. Ooh. Okay. You're assuming soda water. That's just water. That's carbonated. Yes. That is what I'm assuming. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Yes. yes. Um, I
1: really like this for our practical option. Um, can we talk about symbolic options? Cause I don't think there's a better yeah.
0: practical option if we're being honest. No, I think that one's obvious. Yeah. Um, symbolic. I, I don't really have an obvious choice. I think there's, there's a bunch of them that are all like actually no, I do have, if, if we're making one choice on symbolic, I do have one. Okay. Hit me with your top symbolic choice. Mud. Oh. weigh in. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> you're like kind here's of why. buried? No. Here's why. Um, I, I was going to go for some other ones that are like cleaning you. Yeah. Like purifying you. But I, Purifying? But I don't think that's the case if you're telling family secrets. Ooh. Right? You're being dirtied, you're being sullied oh. by the secret.
1: Interesting. Well, okay, they're not gossiping in here. They're not. They're no. not spilling
0: tea. No, but but you're going to the the like, presumably at least in the case of this circumstance, mm-hmm. the secret is like pretty bad, right? Yes, I think. Well, okay, the secret that horror tells. Yes. Yes.
1: Oh. And so, okay. Like, Ooh. I do like mud actually. Now that you bring this up. Right. I do kind of like. it could like be a
0: little it. it could be a little like symbolically this like the what I've outlined. Mm-hmm. But also a little a little a little clay mask. Right. Once you wash that off, the pores are actually physically very clean. It's a little spa day.
1: Right. Ooh. Okay. There's potential for mud. For symbolic I was also thinking like ice bath. Okay partly because like you're trying to be very cold and calculating with what you're what you're talking about, you're trying not to be very emotional about it and also you want to get those out of you pretty quick. You want to get in and right. get out yeah. with those secrets. You don't want to dilly-dally.
0: <laughs> and so if you have a question, you better ask it. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, I think that's good. The the uh, like the ones that are obviously symbolic that I just don't have an actual, like, that I don't think quite fit. Mm. Or, like, I feel like wine is always used in symbolism, but I don't, I don't know if it fits here. Did we ever um, even see anyone drink in this? I don't remember it, actually. I don't think there
1: is any alcohol in this book.
0: Yeah. It's rare. I mean, maybe literally rare.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and then other things are, like, something that cleans you. Sure. A big vat of tomato juice. Mm-hmm what holds like blood oh, okay, uh, <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> maybe i guess i don't know i don't know where you're going with that isn't
0: that isn't that a thing isn't tomato juice like what you it's like a what old... you lay in if you really need to get clean and no. nothing else is doing the trick
1: no it's like an old folk tale about how to clean like s- skunk smell off of you is tomato juice which by the way does not work Oh, uh, it doesn't. No, okay. It just makes you smell like tomatoes.
0: It's good to know. Well, that's better than skunk,
1: though. Yeah, but then when you stop smelling like tomatoes, you start smelling like skunk again.
0: So, oh, a classic yeah. fall. Yeah, I guess. Okay, give me your, give me your third way. Third though.
1: category, ba ba ba, something fun, something that's just like, <laughs> hey, come into the come into the Jello pit and let's tell some secrets <laughs> because we don't we don't do this very often. You know we don't often have secrets okay. to tell, but when do we do, let's hop in the Jello pit, because okay, how often do you get to hop in a Jello
0: pit? I think you use it's, this as an opportunity. What do you mean by Jello pit, though? Actually, A big old vat full of Jello. Okay, because I picture Jello as a little bit too solid to be syrup to be doing this in. I'm more thinking of like pudding. Pudding, fun. <laughs> hop in the pudding pit haro come hop in the pudding pit with mama we gotta talk about some stuff a little chalky milk maybe
1: (laughs) yes something fun (laughs) something that's like hey i'm about to traumatize you with some fucked up shit so (laughs) let's have a little fun at the same time
0: i like the idea of it balancing the trauma of the secret okay now we're getting into practical here actually (laughs) i agree
1: i agree we are bordering on practical here
0: yeah okay okay i think that's a good option too um yeah in
1: terms of fun it's just i want to try something new you know what does it feel like to be neck deep in honey
0: oh honey what would that that that's one where i might nix because of practicality (laughs) right when you get out of that (laughs) you're not getting that honey off (laughs) Well, I was more just thinking the amount of honey you would need. Okay, you said we could, cost was no object. Yeah, but that's ridiculous. How many bees? That's true. We do need to save the bees. We're like struggling for a few onions on ninth. Fair enough. Fair enough.
1: But I think fun is an option for this liquid as well. I think don't don't discount fun. Everybody's been discounting fun. Don't do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke, related to this, I've got a game that is very specific to this book, and it's it's tying in a different uh, magical world, and see if you can tell which one it is, Luke. Okay. Luke, what is your Pabonus? Pabonus? P- Pabonus? What kind of creature are you making out of bones? Oh, Patronus. Okay. What Ooh. is your abomination that you're going to create out of bones that will attack, both attack and defend for you in times of okay. need?
0: Um, so I'm, I'm going to like, I feel like you can't just go like the biggest boy, like this big thing that they have to fight at the end. Cause that's kind of cheating. Yeah, I agree. It is cheating.
1: The other issue with the is hard to get anything that flies. Mm. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say impossible because I'm not the most. Maybe my imagination just isn't working properly. But hard to find a flying
0: creature for a Pabonis. right? So it's got to be land based. Right. Land based. Um, well, first of all, let me ask you: Do you have a do you have an answer to this? I love a I love a porcupine as a Pabonis. Ooh. Okay okay
1: assuming the quills come attached
0: right obviously
1: right um because i like to i like the idea that they could just kind of roll around big spiky bone buddy rolling around
0: a big sp- a big spiky boy you need some very thin bones for that
1: Mm-hmm.
0: um it's tough to not go flying because i always go flying here yeah
1: yeah i mean if you can make the case for how you would make these bones fly I'll hear you I don't, out.
0: I don't, I, don't, I don't feel like I can. Um, and I don't want to go like something I can ride because that's got to be really uncomfortable. Oh, terrible. Right? Yeah. Like I'm not getting a horse. Oh, can you imagine? Or like a camel? <laughs> I do think, I think it's obvious. Oh. But I don't think that that should count against it. I think a dog is a good choice. A bone dog because as we've discussed they love gnawing on other bones and so natural bone predator right yeah but then you get the issue of self-cannibal
1: bone dog ah Mm. i think you gotta go bone wolf bone wolf because bone wolf not natural enemies of bones still pretty
0: good at attacking bones Okay. Okay. They're I, like one removed, I think so you don't quite get the self cannibal issue.
1: Yes, they have the. They don't have the breeding, that means that they're going to be that obsessed with bones, but they have the same mm. benefits of bone dog. Mm-hmm. I think this is right. Yeah. Bone wolf. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Luke, thank you for uh, telling me what your probonus was. Yeah, I'm excited yeah, for. That. I'm excited for Tamsin to include this in her next book you know we find out what all their pabonuses are
0: yeah i mean it's kind of weird that they that she gave them cavaliers instead of pabonuses Mm -hmm. yeah it is weird um but maybe that's oh actually you know what it is Mm. the the Mm likeders that no longer have cavaliers oh yeah they get pabonuses and so this big boy was what's her name's pabonus which very effective. I'm going to say poor choice. Yeah. Missed opportunity. It's just like a big weird boy. I don't know. Um, okay. I don't necessarily have any specific notes on it. Um, but what were your thoughts on the big fight at the end? Big fight. Well, when do you feel like the big fight started? The actual fight that I'm thinking of is when they start fighting the old liketer that's pretending to be dulcinea.
1: Oh, interesting. I felt like the big fight started when they found the third who had like mm. absorbed their cavalier and was like a right. liketer sure. to be. That felt like the start because from that point on it was fights the whole the whole way down.
0: Okay, I think that's I think that's true. At that point, yes, that's the I think the like everything else is Accelerating from there
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i very much enjoyed i think the the first fight so pre dulcinea coming in okay that was very cool um the dulcinea stuff i always have a hard time with a weird bone boy that is mm-hmm. i had a hard time picturing what the big bone boy looked like and how they were able to stop it that was tough for me and so that kind of took me out of the big fight at times
0: yeah i think this this is also most of my take as well where the big bone boy was just too difficult i think to picture what exactly was happening i think i i like on a on a like zoomed out scale kind of understand that they're like Um, Haro is trying to like lock out its knees Mm -hmm. with some, with some perpetual regenerating bone, Mm -hmm. something along those lines. Yeah. But when they're like fighting and, uh, Gideon is like smashing bones left and right, I think that's cool. I don't, I don't think it was quite as cool as like when she's fighting someone else with a sword necessarily.
1: Yeah, I agree with you here. I thought it was cool that it seemed like everybody contributed to the downfall of Mm -hmm. the... We keep calling her Dulcinia. I don't remember this Lichter's name. Right. But this Dulcinia stand-in, everybody kind of contributed to it. I don't necessarily always understand how they were contributing. For example, obviously the Sixth accelerated all their diseases a lot and weaken them there at one point camilla throws a short sword into her shoulder and hits like a weak point but i don't know where the weak point came from or how it actually like really had an impact so that i was like struggling Mm -hmm. to figure out but i like that everybody kind of came together as a family at the end real team effort real team effort took her down they all contributed in a cool way that was good right i did like that yeah
0: yeah I did think that the um, the fights between like lighters was pretty cool. Mm. Some of it was like some of it was a little bit like uh, the fights in Cradle, where it's like I don't really know what's happening exactly, but it's cool. Right, like they're so high level.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I also thought the moment at the end where Gideon is like helping direct haro's movements with the sword i did like that scene like i liked that that was was really cool um also did you notice the uh end like the skull at the beginning of the chapter changed
0: i thought it was changing for all of the chapters
1: they added a new one when gideon died the chapter after gideon died there's a 10th skull now
0: okay the 10th skull
1: has sunglasses on (laughs) i missed this it's so good (laughs) Um uh so I love that. yeah that chapter where Gideon is has been like absorbed by Haro and is like directing her sword
0: movements uh very good. I like that chapter a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That was very good. Um we're kind of already this is this is this is kind of leaning towards reviews. Do you want to go for reviews or do you have other notes? I I don't have any other specific notes. Okay. Um because I have, like, things that are, like, semi-notes, semi-reviews. Okay. Yeah, um, go ahead. So let's uh, let's start. I really liked the book. Um, I was very intrigued. It was very unique, of course. Um, the things that I'm questioning, mm-hmm. it's hard to tell what is going to come up in future books. Mm. Because there are two more books. Mm-hmm. But there were a few things that I feel like we're never gonna know the answer to. number one, what's up with Gideon? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean like like why did't so, Gideon die and why why did Gideon die? Is there a connection between this ancient Gideon right, that little scrap of paper that Gideon was carrying right. around? yeah, yeah, I assume that there's gotta be something that like in the future books that we're gonna hear about this because. Otherwise, it's like, what was this? Right. Do you, I mean, you want to hear Dan's theory
1: about it. Sure, yeah. This lady trapped in ice. Ooh. Maybe like Ooh, that's a, an ancestor, a previous Gideon. Okay.
0: Okay. And
1: we have these, like, cycles that all these people sure. are
0: going through. Ooh. Okay. I'm on board. I'm on board with it. Because we still don't know where Gideon came from. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she yeah something something about that's coming back yeah yeah I think so um okay but anyway I I again I really like the book the only other thing that I would like to see more 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 human on human sword fighting especially from Gideon would have loved to see Gideon poning noobs a little bit more
1: I agree I agree. Those scenes are always very cool and much easier to understand than Gideon slashing through bones. Right. It's just like, yeah, we get it. There's a lot of bones. Gideon's chopping them. Great.
0: <laughs> I feel like a club would be better.
1: I know yeah, okay. I agree with you. But um Okay. Is that your review? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, I also really enjoyed this book. I think the thing that stood out for me with this book. More than I think, pretty much any other book we have read is how normal everybody talks to each other. Mm. Specifically, Mm. Gideon, but every other character, like there's not really a fantasy lingo that Tamsin has introduced here, and Gideon just uses like slang from our world. Uh, Right, I really liked that. That was like unique in a way. For these kind of books that I was enjoying, um, it made the it made the humor land pretty well. I think too. Like this book was pretty funny at times, um, mm-hmm. so I liked it. I like how familiar it felt. Um, I I was having a hard time, like the emotional ties between characters felt a little bit quick at times. Like it felt like the connecting tissue was a little bit weak, never to the point of being like lethal. Like It didn't take me completely out of it, but it felt like everybody became close pretty quick. Um, okay. And I think part of that has to do with these. this book is pretty short. Um, yeah. So we did have to move things along, but I don't know. I wasn't really buying. Like we talked about a little bit earlier, the redemption arc with Gideon and Harrow seemed so quick and it was like all right great i'm glad that we've had this moment to process the trauma that has happened maybe let's let some time pass so we can you know develop a new level of trust that's not built on hey uh things are really bad right now and i need your help
0: (laughs) right yeah
1: like let's get a level of mutual respect that's not built on need
0: yeah i definitely think that's fair and i think the main one here is gideon and haro yes because like connections are made between people of other houses like like gideon connects really a lot with the kids of fourth Mm -hmm. but i think that's part of that was because of can be justified by like the trauma that they're going through together yeah um yeah yeah i think that's i think that's fair it's gonna be it's gonna be tough going forward without gideon I
1: this that twist took me completely by surprise at the end. Like yeah. I knew that we were building towards the fact that they had to merge into one thing. Like every the first time somebody was like one flesh, one whatever. I was like, "Oh, no."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. But I was like, "Oh, there's no way that they do this. There's the, there's going to be a way that they find a way to not merge or yeah. Gideon's going to be like, "Psych, I'm out." Uh <laughs> So, yeah, I was very surprised.
0: Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Um, Oh, actually, another question. Um, What were your thoughts on the, uh, like, scary aspect of it? Because I will say I very rarely can actually, like... Okay, let me back up for a second. I'm not a big fan of, like, horror movies because I get scared. (laughs) (laughs) That being said, I... Like, it doesn't really work that way on books for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there were a couple of moments on here pretty scary. And I actually kind of liked them. Hmm. Do you have one in mind? What's
1: one of the scary moments?
0: Like, the, when, um, when Gideon's going down with the teenagers from the fourth.
1: Mm-hmm. And it, like,
0: gets super dark. And then there's, like, a flash. And it's, like, death to fourth and, like, blood.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A little scary. Yeah, that was a little scary. Yeah, you know what? I I didn't have that in mind. I also don't really get scared by books, but now that you mention it, that that, that one got some shivers. That one got some shivers for sure.
0: (laughs) So props on that.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Luke, I mean, we couldn't have hated the book too much because uh, I'm pretty sure we're reading the next one.
0: That's right. We are going to read the next one uh, next week actually mm-hmm. sticking with so so we're gonna stick with this uh with this schedule of reading half of it so read the first half of horror the ninth for next week picking up the mantle uh, who knows maybe next week we'll find out
1: which one of which one of us is the cavalier and which one is the adept luke maybe next week mm-hmm. it'll just be one of us that that has the power oh, that has the power of both it's a lot of power it is a lot of power you know there's a lot of a lot of hot
0: takes to come from that power and being the dumbest nerd